Oh. Beach looks lovely tonight. Oh no, that wonderful sunset over there. Yeah, and just just nice that it's just two of us here. Just I know you you you'd think it would be a bit more jam packed on such a lovely day, wouldn't you? Well, that is the the joy of this option. We get to just be here. We get to enjoy the peace and quiet. No one to bother no us. Here to bother us. No one not wearing masks to bother us in particular. No, no, just us sitting here and enjoying the beautiful view. I very much needed this. Yeah, needed to just have a bit of a break. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've got an itchy nose. Hang on. Oh, oh, I'm gonna have to lift them. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! I can no, see put the, the headset back on. Put the okay. headset back on. Okay, god, real world. Ooh. Oh, I, I glimpsed the real world. It's it's too much. I, I think you, much. I think you can ignore your itchy nose if it means you don't have to look at the world and it's fine. That's the, the, the nice, my problems We're on right a nice now. virtual bit, real beach. It's ten minutes to spend on the beach, away from all, all of that. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch-up and talk about what we've been up to, consuming media and such, during the week. How has your media consumption-based week been, my love? My entire media-based consumption and none of the other stuff. (laughs) None of the other stuff. None of the too much. How, How has the bit where you consumed media gone? Uh, the 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 fun media, as the, opposed to scrolling oh, the, through Twitter. The, the, the good media, not the oh god Twitter. Reading the news, dealing with the the everything. consumer the 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 consumer entertainment media that you've consumed this week. Uh well, I I, I finally built my PC. Yeah, my you PC did. has been built. You built it, and it worked, and everything. It posted first time. I was shocked, and I didn't cry. Well I done. Nearly cried several times, but I did not cry. You didn't, and I'm very proud of you. <laughs> it took about three hours. Yeah, that that computer is going real nice. Pretty whizzy. You you've been playing. Uh, do, do you want to talk about what you've I'm been talk playing? I'm going to talk about the thing I've played <laughs> in the section of the show where we talk about what we've played this week. Yeah, I, I've, I've basically been playing Just Cause Four. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good test test mark uh, test case for your new shiny computer I just want to test the graphics and and see what that, that's a game with with high definition and and high frame rates and big explosions and particle effects everywhere and it seems to have run very well it's running just fine I'm only yeah. running it into we can run it in 4 4k yeah. <laughs> but I'm only running it in 1080p because honestly my eyesight isn't that good. That's very fair. <laughs> if you can the other squ- side of the room, it's fine. Exactly. If you can squeeze a few extra fra- like uh, particle effects and right. uh, and fra- frames per second out of it by by having it on 1080p. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if there's any difference because like I haven't like properly benchmarked or anything. Yeah, so I'm just like. Yeah, that's fine. I'm enjoying it's, that. That looks pretty. I've been watching it going, yep, that's a that's a nice computer is making that do nice things. It's, it's such a pretty game. Like, yeah, the right. island is beautiful. Yeah, you were talking about... So, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, open world, you zip around, you've got, like, paragliders. You, paraglider you blow everything up. Like a, uh, like a weird hookshot thing. Mm. So you can basically just hookshot something far away and then use that to propel yourself to, to a position where you're up on your parachute or even just break out your wingsuit and do like a like the squirrel suits yeah and just like f- basically just glide across the island 
towards traffic along a highway. <laughs> you, you were saying, like, it, it's a really nicely designed so environment beautiful. to go around, like, very very naturally built from one thing into another. It, I mean, I'm no geologist, but it looks beautiful. So, like, yeah. you've got, like, the centre center part of the island, which is, like, very tall mountains, and it's all snowy. There is also a weather control device making it extra snowy. But, yes, but... <laughs> like, there is, like, there is the snowy bit, and then there's, like, the volcanic bit. So there's like salt, there's like almost like salt flats in one place. Oh. There's like a volcano that's still steaming, but doesn't appear to be like active, active. Yeah. There's um, like a deserty area almost mm. where the sandstorm is most of the time. There's, uh, yeah, there's like really lush, almost um, rainforest or jungly bits. Yeah. And just then, just like the way, like all the different villages and cities have been built, it's really pretty. Yeah, it is a very pretty video game. Uh-huh. It's just, I mean, I have, I've rarely been in a vehicle in this game, yeah. apart from when I had to be. It's just been like, I'm going to get my wingsuit out and I'm going to get up really high and I'm just going to glide around and go, isn't this pretty? The, the sort of launching yourself into the air and then doing the glide rather than using vehicles Oddly reminds me almost of like Saints Row 4 in that sort of I just want to get myself in the air and get floating around and I don't care about yeah. vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I went through all the way set through Saints Row 4 initially. There's that mission right at the beginning where you have yes. to get a, a car. <laughs> and then I didn't hear any game music. Until yeah. like late, like right near the end, because I'd forgotten that you can turn on, like, the radio stations outside of cars. Yeah, but... And I haven't been in a car all game. I mean, why would you when... It's it's the same as, like... It's the same as, like, Spider-Man on PS4. When you're really enjoying the traversal, you forget of, like, ah, oh, there's pro- mate might be faster ways to get around the world. Ah, fuck it. I could fast travel, but I'm having a really nice time moving. Yeah. And many pretty explosions. So many pretty explosions. Although, like, if, I, if I'm to give this game any negatives, because... I think probably this time last year I was playing Just Cause 3. Yeah. And I talked about how much fun it was blowing things up in that game. Because, like, to free a settlement or, or free an area uh, around Medici, you had to destroy every, like, red flagged thing around. Yeah. Like, be that generators or gas towers or, yeah. um, like, petrol tanks. Just destroy those. Once all that's gone, area liberated, you're good to go. In this, it's, if you do that, you will cause more chaos. And more chaos means that people will join your army. Mm. And there is like a sort of, almost like a resource management thing of, okay, you have so many army units. If you go and do like a mission in this place, you can sort of liberate this. And as you sort of get to the coast on one side of the island, those units will be freed back up again and you can redeploy them somewhere else. Yeah. To the point where you get to the end of the game, it's like, oh... We don't really need to do anything. Yeah. I've I've that that's it, that's the end. I've okay. now got like sixteen spare units kicking around. <laughs> Anyone got anything to do? No, we we've managed to liberate the entire island. Cool. cool. Which is a shame, because yeah. like most of what I really enjoyed about three was just blowing shit up. <laughs> I mean, it's the stuff that has looked the most fun when you've been playing four, is yeah. Blowing stuff up. Yeah, but right now, there, apart from like specific mission-based things, there is no reason to do that. Well. <laughs> could you have just never sent your people to go do liberations for you and done them all yourself? Um, you have to, to clear parts of the map to open it up more of it, 
you have to even if you're not using any um, units because you've like done all the stuff around it yeah you still have to commit like some units to it okay um and because that's how just how the map expands but eh, yeah. it, it does lose something because of that and it has felt so much shorter like admittedly yeah. I haven't done a huge number of the side missions hmm. but it felt like it took me like three weeks or so to get through just cause three and like unlock all the story bits and do all the do like a lot yeah. of the side quests and this one it's been I've barely noticed any of the side quests yeah um I've barely noticed a lot of things in the menu like very early on you're told like hey your uh um retractable hook shot yeah. thing can do like loads of different things so you can have it so that if you press one button it will like activate a thing like say a jet engine yeah so you stick little jet uh, like little uh, motors on the back of various vehicles you can make them go super fast by pressing this button or you can attach balloons to things and yes. make them float in the air <laughs> and then maybe also attach the the jet things and <laughs> propel them in in other directions as well that's pretty cool yeah so there's there's all these there there are all these different things that you can do different ways of customizing that like having multiple la uh, loadouts that you can just like hot select through in game yeah but apart from what I've been told to for those missions I haven't really bothered yeah and I haven't felt any less for that it's just like that's a novelty and I remember when like Just Cause 4 first came out like a lot of the uh, like games press that were receiving review copies were like hey let's do a challenge where we attach like a bunch of rockets to a milk float or something yeah. and just like launch it into the air yeah and like okay that was fine I think some people launched goats as well don't yeah. launch virtual goats that's me <laughs> um yeah I, it's it's felt a bit unnecessary I have liked the fact that the a lot of the power ups that you unlocked in, in 3 they haven't done that thing of, well, it's a new game, so yeah. you don't have to unlock them all again. Okay. It's like, you have the suit, it does this. You have the uh, like the power of the hookshot where you can, shot, hook shot, where you can like, tether two things together. Yes. Tether, that was the word. Um, where you can tether two things together at various strengths and like pull a helicopter into a gas tank or something and make the two explode in beautiful things. There's some fun physics things. I managed to tie someone to... Uh, a taking off gas tank Ooh. so it was basically jetting out of the area I attached some random goon to it it took off into the air probably about half a mile up and then exploded <laughs> it's like that's pretty cool nice that was fun but yeah um, I think of all of them probably still prefer three that's fair yeah what about you uh, I uh, the the, the... I'll talk about the thing that I've been playing most of this week and then the thing that I just about had a chance to start. I was hoping I was going to be able to talk more <laughs> about this week, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, um, I've been playing a bunch more Binding of Isaac. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've gotten real back into that game. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Binding, the Binding of Isaac Rebirth Plus on the Switch and... I've been really enjoying doing greed mode uh, playthroughs, which is where, like, rather than individual rooms and trying to find the exit, it's just get in a room, lots of waves of enemies, uh, boss comes at the end. It, it's sort of just boss boss rush mode. Mm -hmm. And I've been really enjoying playing that as this character called Lilith, and her whole thing is rather than firing from her, you fire from these sort of summons that 
like sort of follow slightly behind her movement. Um, and you can every few floors start uh, duplicating the number of summons. So you're trying to like power up the summons as much as possible, but also get new summons so that by the end of the run you are throwing out ludicrous amounts of projectiles. Um, and I've been getting really good at playing greed mode as Lilith. I I managed I think uh, four defeats of Ultra Greed, which is the the final boss of that run. Um, like, in a day. So, like, I was like, yeah, I feel like I've got this. So I've been trying to get better with some of the other characters in modes other than Greed Mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azazel? Az- Azuzil? Az- uh, Azazel? Azazel. Um, basically, flying, flying uh, demon bat. Um, so he starts with flying. That's great. He's got... Um, uh, I forget what it's called. Basically, very powerful laser, but it's very short range. Um, it's it's a shotgun blast of, like, this does so much damage, but you have to be real close to use it. Is that a little black floaty demon one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I've been trying to get used to the sort of range that I need to be with that. Um, getting used to the long charge time to do a big blast with that. I've been sort of trying to stay at a distance, get the, the thing charged up, Get the laser going and then move into range to hit things with it. So rather mm. than like, don't, don't get in hitting range until the laser is going and doing its thing. Um, and I've been getting better at that. I've been playing playing that character on normal and making it uh, past mom to some of the, the bosses that come after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've just been really enjoying getting back into the Binding of Isaac. Nice. It's been nice. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon because... By the time that this episode goes out, the new Pokemon DLC will be available. And, ah, so many new Pokemon to go get! I'm going to be spoiled for things to play this week. The Switch Pokemon? Yeah, Pokemon on the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. The day after we record this, there's some Pokemon Direct happening, so Pokemon news of some kind, probably. Um, I'll probably be playing the Isle of Armor DLC when you hear this. Um, and the only other thing I've been playing, and I was hoping I'd be able to talk about this in a bit more depth, is... I got review code for The Last of Us Part 2, which is great, except I was expecting to get it this morning, so I was like, oh, I'll spend today playing it, we'll talk about it on Quips. And and timings did not work out. Um, yeah. I I played like half an hour of it before we uh, before we came up. I was impressed that you, you got that little bump of, you may now start playing the yeah. game. Yeah, it, it did that thing where it's like, hey, you've downloaded a certain percentage, you can boot the game, and it's like... Oh, is that going to be just the main menu? No, it's the actual game. Yeah. I can actually play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were a, a few things I could glean from my very small amount of time with the game. Um, first of all, let's talk about the fucking accessibility stuff in this oh game. Oh my goodness. It, right from the start. You you boot up that game, and before anything else, the first thing that comes up is, do you want text-to-speech on? Because that will help you navigate all of the menus that are going to follow if you want it. Cool. Let's go into... Uh, disability related presets let's go into this that and the other um, it right off the bat is just like let's get you set up and make sure you can play this game we'll, we'll start with whichever presets are most likely to hinder your ability to get through the rest of these menus then in you go those menus oh, I'm, I'm excited to spend tomorrow just digging around in those menus but 
fucking love that this game is as forward focused as it is on its accessibility yeah. stuff. And not only that, like I noticed, like you had all the individual controls, but then also there was like three settings for, hey, do you have visual impairments? We we have a visual yeah. impairment standard. Do you have hearing impairments? We have a hearing yeah. impairment. Yeah, it's the the three presets it's got built in there for disability stuff is hearing, vision, and motor, mm-hmm. uh, and they all do various things. Like for 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 vision, uh, you've got potentially text to speech. You've got a uh, high contrast mode where it turns the whole game like grayscale except for you and enemies and interactables in bright colors so you can easily identify if you've got like limited uh, vision uh there's a bunch of settings like automatically pointing the camera the direction you're going if you struggle with dual analog um, um automatically uh, uh, unlimited um um, invisible while prone yeah yeah i i've been i've spent the last few days like digging through all the listed settings for this and there's so many good things in there like they've got presets for if you need to play one-handed they have a preset left-handed single hand play option a right hand only single play preset uh they've got presets for if you need to hold the controller sideways for how you are able to hold it you can reprogram which direction is treated as up on the analog sticks like they seem to have thought of everything and it's really impressive. Yeah, I mean, Sony seem to be really going for that because they've they've been very much into the one button controller stuff, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they've been they've been working in that direction, and I really hope that like whoever at Naughty Dog was responsible for this, I hope that Sony goes like, okay, now you go talk to the rest of our first party <laughs> studios and tell them how to do this. And while you're there, perhaps you can give us some instruction about those um, resistive triggers. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've still not heard. Whether those are going to be optional or not, we'll see. And, um, it will very much depend on the game, but it seems like Naughty Dog have done a really good job. Yeah, I I need to really dig in and give the things a go, but the, the one I'm most curious to try out tomorrow is the visual settings for players who are totally blind. I'm very curious how actually playable this game is with zero visual input. Because, like, if, 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 if they have pulled that off, that is a major step forward for, for AAA games. I'll be interested to see how that day. Yeah. But, like, just the, the sheer number. So we had, like, um, subtitles, size of subtitles, backgrounds for subtitles, colours for things. Direction the, of where the subtitles came from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's all previewable, like, while you're in the menus. It's yeah. like, oh, do you want larger p- subtitles? Here's what size they'll be now. Is that good? Um... There's so much good stuff in those mm-hmm. in those menus. This game is wonderful on that front. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the game itself, it's a very pretty looking video game it is. from the first half an hour or so. Yeah. Um, like PlayStation isn't too happy with it. But... Oh god, the PlayStation sounds like a fucking jet engine during the takeoff, and we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, it playing a downloaded copy that is like installed on my PS4 hard drive, uh, the original, not the, like, the Slim or the Pro, it sounds like the thing wants to go into orbit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, very visually pretty video game. Um, the original Last of Us was a, was a technical mass, like, technical showpiece of what the PS3 could do, and this very much in the same vein is, hey, PS4's nearly done, let us fucking show you what a video game on this box can technically look like. Um, I am already very much enjoying having the characterization of these characters back. Um, I I can see a lot of where they're going with these characters very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they have cap. Uh, it's going to take me a while playing this to know whether I actually want this sequel to exist or not, because the original game ended so perfectly. And I'll mm. say, this opening half an hour has captured the dynamic that made the last moments of the original game work. That dynamic is still intact here. It doesn't feel like they've lost the understanding of what made that moment work. Mm. Um and a lot of the like very minute interpersonal interactions early on have been very well done in terms of their conveyance of very very subtle little bits of acting. Um so yeah, I'm gonna need to play a, a lot more of it, but also it's real gay out the gate. It wastes no time getting real gay. Make it gayer. I see Humble finally have their own um Charity bundle. Charity bundle for racial justice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was hoping to be able to say more about The Last of Us 2 today. Didn't work out that way, but I'll talk about it a bunch next week. Yeah. That's the plan. But right now, it's a very pretty video game that definitely has the energy of The Last of Us. And my gosh, those accessibility features. Uh, is that everything we've played this week? I played a little bit of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, to, to see them Tress effects. I wanted to see the Tress effects, I wanted to see the RTX. <laughs> like, give me, give me the ray chasing. <laughs> pretty, very pretty. Very warm, apparently. <laughs> My computer turns into a fucking radiator. <laughs> like, like, it does, like, everything on Ultra with all the, the shiny shinies and, like, 70 FPS. It's like, cool. But, it's a lot. Yeah, um, there was one bit where I, I I fell off a wall and landed on a spike, and the tress effects just went poof, air explosion. <laughs> I was like, well, that certainly is individually modelled. <laughs> yeah, tress effects is more impressive as a technical feat than it is as something to actually have in games. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's a lot of individual hair to to have interacting in a physics engine. Don't know that I actually need it in a game, but like. Well done. Um, the game is pretty, but I don't feel good playing it. Yeah. It's, it's like, I would much rather be liberating an island. Than... Yeah, you don't want to be going to steal uh, cultural artifacts. Steal cultural artifacts and then you. potentially ending the world? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, I don't know where it goes from there, but it very much seems like Lara made decisions and they were... Oh, Lara made decisions. Lara made decisions, and even the bad guy was like, Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Since you've done it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I've not played a huge amount this week. Next week I'm going to be a lot more like, oh, I played everything all the time. Oh, I can't uh, remember if I mentioned it last week, or if I had got to the end, I finished... Um, Lena's Inception. Inception. Yes, I've been, I've been playing this as well. I finished it. Yes, you did. It has multiple endings I've yeah. recently found out. Yes, it does. Mm. You weren't going to accidentally get the other ending, huh? I, I was never going to get it, though. No. I... But, uh, it's good to know that it's there, and it's such a good game that perhaps I will go back and... I'm nearly finished, and at some point when I'm not playing The Last of Us and Pokemon, I might go back and try and get that other ending. I mean, also, I haven't had any further time to dig back into that bundle. 
Which I believe is now up to like 2,000 games. Oh yeah, no, there's like 2,000 games in that bundle. The bundle has ended now. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, if you got that bundle, you've got like 2,000 games sat in your itch library. It's gonna take you a while to work through those, considering I had no games in my itch library before this. Well, now you have 2,000. <laughs> N- now I have about 2,000. <laughs> uh, um, and I look forward to digging through them all and, and yeah. hopefully commenting about them on here. Indeed. But for now, <gasps> time for this. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Six O'Clock News. I'm your host, Teddy Newsworth, and uh, today I'm pleased to be able to announce to all of you that NASA are back in the space game. Wonderful. We're not going to have to keep talking about that company that's owned by that billionaire if we want to talk about space. NASA have gotten back into doing space flights because they have discovered a new commercially available engine capable of spaceflight. Rapidly available all across the country, cheap and affordable. What NASA have decided to do is they're fitting their uh, their new space shuttles with a PlayStation 4 loaded with a modern game release on either side. The heat and the noise and the fans kicked out the back of that. The thing will be up in space before you know it. Coming up on the rest of our headlines, a bunch of headlines that I did not pre-prepare because they were not part of this skit. Thank you. Goodness, we've been on Earth for... How long have we been on Earth now? Weeks, it feels like. About six Earth weeks, yes. Indeed, and no one so much has batted an eyelid at our presence. No, I mean, they seem to be very focused on their own affairs at the moment. You'd have thought they'd have noticed first contact. Indeed, indeed. Like, there was that couple of weeks in which, you know, the the main thing they were paying attention to as far as we weren't wearing masks and that was a whole thing. Well, that's the, when we well, can find any at all. Well, exactly. And, you know, na- na- now, you know, we keep trying to be like, hello... Aliens on Earth here, how are you? And, you know, they're far more busy with, oh no, the world's falling apart, apparently. Yes. I mean, what state does the world have to be in for us to not be the top news story planet-wide? I mean, I don't want to make it all about us, but it does no, seem like they've got a lot going on I, right now, it, if they haven't even noticed. I know, I, I would have at least thought we'd have gotten, you know, like a fourth page of the newspaper, like, you know, cliff note, but... Yes. No. 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 It's going to make them much easier to uh, to to take over, though. I suppose. I suppose so, but they've I think got... they've got enough on their plate already. If anything, I feel a little bit sorry for them. Yeah, maybe we should dismantle all of the uh, the probes and the mines we were setting up. Yes. Feels a little uh, kicking them while they're down. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we'll have more luck with the creatures of Rigel Four. Oh yes, I've heard good things about them. What have you put in your eyes? Uh, when we've continued watching more uh, Voyager this week, yes. uh, we are we finished season five. We are halfway through a two-parter. Mm. Uh, the end of season five, start of season six, two-parter. Mm. Um, I picked a real lousy time to go. Oh, I've got time for one more episode. Oh no! <laughs> Oops. Um. Yeah, Voyager continues to be on top form. It's been some really good episodes. It's it's been consistently pumping out really solid episodes. You know, there's there's been very little filler, very little sort of wasted space in episodes. Mm. Um, there've been some really solid ones. I've really enjoyed that time travel, uh, time travel one with Seven of Nine we watched the other day. Yeah, that was really good. Um, Braxton strikes <laughs> again. Braxton. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the name of the episode because it was really, really good. Uh, Course Oblivion. Which one was that? That was the one with the people uh, from the Demon Planet. 
who, oh. who didn't realise that's who they were. Yes, the, the clone people who didn't realise they were the clone people. Yeah. That's yeah. so sad. It really, it really was a fucking downer of an episode, but like... It was beautiful in oh, its own way. It, it was, it was, it was amazing writing and like so tense. And then it's just like, and then it's over, and nobody else will ever know what happened. Yeah, yeah. Like Voyager has just gone from strength to strength. It's it's real good. Thank you for watching Star Trek with Thank me. For watching Star Trek with me. I'm very excited to see Endgame again. Uh, <laughs> uh, we need to get through Voyager because we have season two of Kipo to watch at some yeah, point. We yeah, we got we got too much very stuff on, the, on the to watch list. Uh, <laughs> Netflix is keep, keeps going like, hey, hey, you've watched a lot of Star Trek recently. Do you want to watch Next Gen? Like, Leave it. We need so, a minute. We need a minute. We need keep. We need to get through Kipo before we commit to another one. <laughs> we we haven't finished one. You have to finish one Star Trek before you can start your dessert. <laughs> uh, what about you? What else have you been watching this week? Oh goodness, I've watched a few things this week. Uh, yeah. I watched a documentary about drum and bass. <gasps> yeah. Uh, called Drum and Bass: The Movement, a drum, drum and bass documentary. Um, that is on the uh, DMB Arena, I think it is, uh, channel on YouTube. Yeah. I will double check that. And the answer is adverts, drum and bass arena. Um, Aha! With an ampersand. Uh, on, on YouTube, that is like an hour and 24 minutes. Yeah. Is it a good, just... good documentary? It's, it's well shot. It's like quite interesting to go, hey, this is... This is that music that I like. <laughs> Where did that music come from? Where did that music come from? And, and what are its roots? And what did it expand into? Because, you know, obviously it came from, like, the UK scene predominantly uh, absorbing, like, sort of coming out of Garage. Yeah. And come, coming out of Garage. Coming out of Jungle. Yes. Um, jo- like, Garage then spinning off at one point, and then obviously Dubstep spinning off, like, later yeah. on. And like all the DJs and what it was like when, hey, you're a producer, so if you want to produce this kind of music, you have to do it all on like proper equipment, because there is no FL studio. Yeah. (laughs) You have to run it all on proper equipment, and like that means a huge amount of expense laid down for for stuff, and then you've got like early 2000s groups like Pendulum coming in going, yeah, we did it all on a laptop. (laughs) We, we we did it all on a laptop and and that was fine and we then we had people going you've ended our career. <laughs> Why? I understand that you spent a lot of money on your stuff not long ago, but we're we're still producing music and yeah. don't be so fucking gatekeepy. Yeah. But like yeah, and and sort of hearing from different people throughout the industry. It's interesting hearing some of them speak because <laughs> I generally just know them as part of a record label. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, and it was it was quite interesting, sort of hearing about the history of that and and stuff. If you're into drum and bass and you care about the history of such things, you you could do worse than watch that. Yeah, sounds yeah. like an interesting uh, viewing. It really is. Yay! Uh, what have you watched? Uh, I've been watching some YouTube videos on some various channels. Mm. Uh, I've been very much enjoying... Uh, I, I saw a great video on the Computerfile YouTube channel, uh, which I talked about that channel last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, different person hosting this one, but the video was called The Problem with Time and Time Zones. Uh, and it was a video all about why 
Anything that involves uh, time and time zones is a programming nightmare that you should never, ever, 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 ever attempt to do from scratch. Um, and it was just this interesting delve into the weird world of why time zones were a nightmare. So it's like, hey, you set each country and how they fit on the time zones, then you put a deal with, uh, you know, daylight savings time, and it's like, okay, but some places change their daylight savings time at different times, and what do you do if a country cancels having daylight savings time with no notice? Like, there was a country that for three weeks all of their Windows computers were an hour out because they announced their change of time zones too late for programmers to do anything about it. Um, then you get into countries that have, like, quarter of an hour or half an hour out time zones. Did you know about this? Uh, there are countries that have their time zone as, like, Greenwich Mean Time plus... Uh, I think it's Togo is five hours and 45 minutes ahead. So, like, you, you're not on the hour with them. Um, yeah, there's, and then you start digging into the history of time zones, because they were like, okay, let's say you've been tasked with programming a program that goes, how many seconds ago was this event? Was this this point in time? And it's like, well, when we switched from the Gregorian to the Julian calendar, or vice versa, uh, we skipped, like, three months we just pretended they didn't happen. But depending on which country you're asking, those three months get skipped at a different point in time. How do you account for that? Just, like, digging into the weirdness of how how measuring time works. Abolish time zones. Yep. Uh, leap seconds. Oh, yeah, I know thing. about leap second. Uh, I think my favourite thing I learned from this video was how Google handles leap seconds, which, to not fuck up their comp uh, like all their services... If they've been told they have to add a leap second, they will add it in fragments of a second every second throughout the day. So every second is like a bit of a second out. Uh, so there'll be a point in the leap year day, in the, the leap second day, where at, it, at most you're maybe three quarters of a second out of time. But by the end of the day, the, the one second will have caught up with itself um, so that you don't have a second that repeats itself and confuse everything. Hmm. Yeah, numbers are weird. And computers handling them have a really hard time. Yeah, they don't like it if a number repeats or if you go backwards a number. So it's like, how do you avoid doing that? That's why Mr. Rossetti gets so cross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? What have you been watching? I watched the second part of Charlie the Unicorn, the Grand Finale. The second part finally happened. Yeah, like eight months after the last I've one not... where they were like, we're definitely going to be catching up on time-wise now. We're really sorry. Yeah, I... I haven't watched the second part, honestly, because I'll probably just wait till the whole thing's out and watch it in one go at this point. Because I don't remember what happened in part one. I, I had to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll just wait till the whole thing's done. Uh, it's good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The, mu the, mu the music is nice. Um, it's a Jason Steele cartoon. Yeah. So it's animated like a Jason Steele cartoon. You know exactly what to expect out of that. Um, I mean... Okay. The, the 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 coat was quite a thing. The coat. The coat. I, I mean, I don't want to give no, spoilers, no, 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 but no. okay, like, it's it's about ten minutes. Well, it's about seven minutes plus like three minutes of credits. Cause yeah, it was kickstarted. Indeed. I'm in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, um, apparently, like some shit went down, and Jason has been in a bad place physically and mentally. That's no good. Don't know exactly what happened, but apparently all that is largely dealt with now, and the next episode is due up in July. Hooray! I realise I said something very similar when the first part came out, <laughs> but that is what the Kickstarter update said, so yeah. I'm merely relaying it. Well, 
I, I, hopefully there will be more soon. Maybe I'll cave, maybe I'll go back and watch part one to watch part two. <laughs> now that I've heard it's good, I'm like, mmm, I could, I want I could to know watch about it, the coat. I want to know about the coat. It's a beautiful song. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I'm just thinking about the coat and the weasel now. Um, There's a weasel too. Oh. There, was a, there was weasels in the first, in the first <laughs> one. I don't remember part one. That's oh, my point. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, have you watched anything else? Yeah, I've been watching a bunch of... And I know you've watched a lot of this already. And this is not new to either of us. I've been watching a bunch of uh, Fat Fiend with Carl Smallwood. Ah, Big Wangers Incorporated. Big Wangers Incorporated. Um, for anyone who's unaware of this YouTube channel... um. It is basically lots of just, here's a weird, interesting thing you might not be aware of, and uh, this guy, Carl, will just sort of very casually talk you through a weird thing that exists. He's very northern, but differently northern to Becky. Very, very much so. Um, I've I've just been binging, I've been binging videos on his channel, because they're very easily just like... Oh, I learned a fact. I learned oh, it. He I really learned likes Robocop. Yeah, there's, that's a 10 minute, very personable video, and I can just roll right into the next one. Yeah. And his crew, like, his crew are, like, seem really nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Nisha, Nisha seems really fun. Yeah. Because the, the general structure is that whoever's behind the camera will be having a conversation with Carl, and that will be the sort of structure of how the information comes out. Usually, although since yeah. lockdown, he's, like, on his phone with an ear plugged yeah. in, filming um, it himself. Yes, but. Uh, I watched a video about the, the the that time Britain applauded a grown man punching a children's character. It's a video about Mr. Blobby and how much the that. nation fucking hated Mr. Blobby. Mm -hmm. A video about the Pokemon Spinder and how uh, it's incredibly rare, but it could theoretically have and a dick, dick yeah, a dick and balls shaped uh, <laughs> pattern on its face. Yeah. Um, I watched one about Bill Murray's character being a Time Lord in Groundhog Day. <laughs> um. The most powerful Patronus ever was a mouse. Um, what other ones were there? I've been binging a bunch of these. Even being a skeleton can't stop the juggernaut. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's loads of really interesting ones. Yeah. If nothing else, they're very interesting stories. Yeah, it's it, it very well told interesting stories. I sometimes question his language, but yeah, it's yeah. informative. And... Um, I I I have had some good enjoyment just background watching those videos. Yeah, it's very like put it on and very bingeable absorb. in the background. Yeah, absorb it yeah. while doing other things. Yes. Uh, what about you? What have you been watching this week? Um, well, I watched I watched a, a few on um because Adam Savage has been starting to be recognized uh, recommended to me. Oh um, yeah, yeah. He's he's a good egg. He's um he's he's trans and LGBT positive. Well, that's always nice when when yeah. I mention something on this show and yeah. I don't have to immediately go, oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Adam Savage one day builds um, with Matt Parker. The, oh, yeah. Um, I think he's on number file. Yes, he. I believe I talked about him last week. I think he was the person I, w I was talking about. He on does the... many good math things. Yeah. Um, they built a rhombic dodecahedron, hmm. um, like infinity lamp. Oh. So first of all, they get like a bunch of acrylic pieces and make a rhombic dodecahedron, which is a dodecahedron made of rhombuses, rhombuses, mm. rhomboids, um, and it's uh, it's very pretty. It's very pretty. And then they like sit down and work out the route for the lighting, which involves quite a lot of sort of maths and thinking and not theory. Yeah. Um, and then they just take and build a slightly bigger one, <laughs> and that one's got like all of the lights and stuff in it, and it just looks fantastic. Just yeah. this, and they're talking obviously because you've got Matt. They're talking about like the 
the the math structure of it. Like, yeah. hey, this thing stacks perfectly. So if you had like a bunch of these, you could stack them next to each other, and it would m- still make like a solid shape with no gaps. And because they've built like an infinity lamp out of it, you can look inside it and see all of those potential versions <gasps> in inside oh. it, even though they're technically only light reflections. <laughs> It's like, and just the idea of just how easy it is to make something like that. Because I've, I've been thinking about oh, doing it because I have to would... order slightly too much of that yeah. one-way mirror stuff. Yeah. I would love for us to own an infinity object. I think we could probably make a cube fairly easily. I, I would love for us to own an infinity cube. Uh, I might have to ask Colin about um, like the actual lighting strip stuff because yeah. he recently did that electronic course, yeah. but... Like, yeah, I think we we could physically build one. Yeah. We? Once lockdown's down, maybe get Colin to give us a hand with Thanks, doing a thing. Yeah. Uh, I double-checked Adam Savage is good. Uh, there's multiple tweets of him just Ooh. tweeting, like, turfs are fucking shit. Yay! <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, you're, you're, you're chill. Um, the other one I, I watched of his this week was um, building a cooling system for, like, a comm suit. Oh. Um, so it's, it's all, like, NASA-grade technology. <laughs> Um, and he's got like someone who's like has to be specially qualified to use the type of gas they're using to basically make this small portable fridge unit <laughs> to go in uh, in this and and it's like a and like an RAF uh, pressure suit from the 1970s that he bought online. <laughs> they filled it with vodka because it's like a much safer like um, cooling thing to use. Yeah. Like, um, because there was like, should we use like a coolant solution? It's like, yeah, but that's potentially quite toxic if, if anything goes. Just use vodka. Really? Vodka? Yeah, it won't freeze. And <laughs> and, and and it's non-toxic. Cool, we'll just we'll order some vodka in because I don't drink. <laughs> so they filled the suit up and like all the like different um uh like welding jobs and stuff and explaining like this is a thing that had to be specially designed for people practicing to go to Mars. <laughs> For like temperature suits because of where they are in in the worlds while they're doing this to stop them overheating. We built it, but it's much smaller. We can build yours one a little bit bigger, and it it will be slightly better and potentially quieter as a result. <laughs> but like, it's like ah, cool science, science. It's <laughs> although there have been a few times at the beginning of the videos where I've gone, this would be really cool. Maybe I'll take notes and I will build the thing. And <laughs> the end is like, no, you. <laughs> Most of this stuff is completely unobtainable to to laypersons. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh well, maybe oh, I'll see if someone else is doing a, like a, a cooling solution that might work for me for cons, and you know, if I ever got a fursuit. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, what about you? Have you got anything else? A uh, couple of bits to rattle through very quickly. Oh. I'm not going to do them in any great depth. Uh, I watched the PS5 reveal live stream that happened. I watched you watching that. Yeah. Um. Uh, great that there's a Miles Morales Spider-Man game coming at the launch of that console. Not so great that they kind of obfuscated the fact that it's not a full sequel. It's kind of like Uncharted The Lost Legacy in that it'll be a new game but a shorter one. Give Miles his own game. You... I I hope that that's Cowards. what they're... I hope that this is not because it's Miles Morales that it's a shorter one and more because they need something as a launch title and they know that Spider-Man was well received and they're like... Mm. We can make about ten hours of story before launch. We'll uh, and we've got the engine. We'll have a Spider-Man ready. Yeah, I mean, it was it was nice to see that uh, like up front. Yeah, but 
like just they didn't the, communicate it well. There was bad optics later on as a result of like yeah. it's an expansion. It's not an expansion. It's an expandalone. It's something. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the, by not make, being clearer at the time, they kind of shot themselves in the foot for later. Yeah. Um. The only thing in that conference that I think really showed off, like why the PS5's like top of the line SSD is really impressive, is that Ratchet and Clank trailer. It's very colourful. Um. Very colourful. Very visually impressive. But like the the speed at which they were loading between environments was really fucking impressive assuming that's what um, was happening yeah. yeah yeah so i i've this week i've watched other people who know more about tech stuff than me's responses watching that and um particularly digital foundry um they did a breakdown on that ratchet and clank trailer where they were like I know it seems slightly too good to be true, and like a lot of people have assumed this is just ah, this is target render. The way that certain hitches in the in the visual like sort of stutters for half a second and go in, they're like, we're pretty sure this is happening in engine. It's loading those assets in in real time, um, which if accurate is like, oh, they're loading between completely different height, incredibly high textured locations very quickly. In about two seconds. Yeah, it's about two seconds. To, to go to, like, com- completely load out everything and have a completely different everything in. And then it's like, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. That was the thing in that presentation that I went like, okay, I can see what cool shit you can do with, with next gen. That is a game that's built for this console. Mm. Um, I'm glad that Astrobot's getting a new game. Yay! Yay. Um, Horizon sequel, sure, that'll be good. Horizon was good. Uh, new Resident Evil. Heffalumps, man. Heffalumps. Uh... Resident Evil sequel will probably be good. The last Resident oh, Evil well. was good. Oh, well. oh, oh, oh. Possible werewolves. <laughs> yeah, uh, definite werewolves. There's a big woo happening. Oh, I, I've heard people going, there's not a werewolf. Oh, it's not a werewolf. Okay, technically it's, it's, te- technically it's not a werewolf in the same way that the zombies in Resident Evil aren't fucking zombies. They're, yeah, it's, it's, it's a person got infected with a thing and now they're a, a wolf monster man. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo was a first-person game, which I hadn't really anticipated. Yeah, no, one hundred percent agree. It does. Um, I fully believe that uh, Bug Snacks is going to turn out to low-key be a horror game. The music for that was so cute. It is right. Strawberry. 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 It's so cute. Yeah. No, I. I reckon it's going to be like an hour and a half of cute and then it's going to get real dark. Like, <laughs> it's from the Octodad developer and that shot at the end of the trailer, I'm like, this is going to get creepy. <laughs> um, but yeah, in general, I think Sony showed what they needed to. They were like, here's an hour solid of some cool looking games that you probably want to play. Uh, the box doesn't look like it's going to sit comfortably on its side, which frustrates me. I think it looks cool enough on it, like stood up. It looks fine. I, I'd be happy with that, but that's not going to fit in our setup, really. I hate to be everyone's mum, but it looks like a fucking pig to dust. Oh god, yeah, no, and it's 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 a it's a router that's going to get that's going to be a pig to to, to dust. Pretty much. I just wish it had one flat side so I could lie it down. Be all curvy and weird on the other side. Have one flat side, please. And then the other thing is like the the fact that somebody did that sort of scale thing of hey, oh. based on the USB ports, we think it's about this. Uh, the USB ports and the disk drives. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, so based on that, this thing is huge. Oh, he's fucking Where are huge. you going to stand that in most houses? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Where it's, are you going to lay that down in most it's, places? It's bigger than the launch PS3. It's bigger than the launch 360. It's like, it is a fucking behemoth of a thing. It's a beast. It's a beast. <laughs> we wait for the PS5 Slim. <laughs> I mean, it'll <laughs> happen eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, I watched the PC gaming show. All I need to say about that is... It was still pretty lengthy, but by virtue of it being an edited video, it felt so much better paced. Um, The long rambling developer interviews that sort of go nowhere for a while, they trimmed down to just the important bits with no awkward pauses. And that fixed the pacing of that show. I'm like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I would like the PC Gamer show to stay this way because this year was pretty watchable. Mm. Any Uh, highlights for that? Oh, gosh, there were a bunch of games, and they've completely all left my brain at this moment. It's been... That feels like a million miles ago. Uh, too many things have happened since. Um, I watched the, the Future Games show as well, which is hosted by, I believe, uh, Games Radar. Same parent company as PC Gamer, but not for PC-specific stuff. Um, uh, weird, one thing that's weird with this not-quite-E3 is a lot of... the exact same trailer of the exact same game showing up in multiple conferences and like by the third or fourth conference where you've seen the same trailer it's hard to be as excited about the trailer Mm. um also the future games show twice stopped to explain very basic concepts of video games to an audience that if they're watching that thing live probably are quite up to speed on what's happening in gaming yeah It, it felt weird pacing wise to have like Let's stop for ten minutes and talk about what crossplay is and why it's good that you can play with your friends on other consoles. Oh mercy! Let's let's have a, a ten minute break so that we can talk about next generation and why it's exciting. It's exciting because graphics will be better and load times will be better, and games themselves will probably be better, and and uh, video games will be better. And that that felt like very weird ways to hinder what was otherwise a really well-paced presentation. Mm. Um, otherwise, it was good. Uh, I think that's everything I've watched this week, really. Well, then. Time, Time for this. this. Do you struggle with traditional forms of learning? I just can't seem to focus on a book long enough to retain the information. Do you find that long series of lectures can be a bit much to take in? I really can't seem to focus on it long enough. Recently, Udemy was bought out by a series of pharmacies. And now available, Udemy Gel. Topical knowledge. Just rub in some massage therapy. Why not apply some mathematics or smear on some art? Coming soon, suppositories. They're a suppository of knowledge. From Udemy. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi. 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 So, uh, we, we had our big, uh, big, big budget game come out this, uh, yeah. this weekend. You know, where, you know, reviews were, uh, you know, as they always are, there's some good reviews. A couple of, couple of negative ones. Yeah, Ooh. we've, uh, blacklisted all well, of those particular reviews. Oh, well, exactly. But the problem is, is you can't blacklist someone until they've done the bad reviews. It's a, it's a reactive, uh, thing we do. It's not something we can preempt, you know. We can't just blacklist someone. What if they would have done a good review, you know? So We are working on that technology. Oh, I know, yeah. The, the uh, what, minority report, yeah, you know, who's yeah. going to do a bad review. But I've been thinking of how we can guarantee in future we get good positive coverage. 
how, how's about this? How's about this? We send the reviews out to everyone, and you go like, "Hey, big AAA game. Do you want it? Do you want it a month early so you can get through it? It's a big long game. How about you uh, sign our embargo? You know, nothing, yeah. nothing particularly uh, important in here. You know, just stops y- people spoiling the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when we hand it there, we we, we write it in a vague enough way that we say like, "Ah, uh, you can't talk about." this level or this level or this character or uh, what what happens in this part of the game and you know yeah. we make it sound like it's spoiler protection or yeah, something yeah. what they don't know is that's the bits of the game that we just didn't really feel like spending the money to finish yeah like, I mean it didn't test well and we were already on our third round of testing we exactly. like we could just not what if we just the bits of the game that are bad we coincidentally Oh, in the spoiler section. Oh, can't talk about that section. That'd be a spoiler. Sure, right. Because, like, at that point, they can't talk about any of the things that are bad. No. And it's not like we've said in the embargo, don't talk about anything bad. Just when the bad stuff comes up, coincidentally, you can't talk about that. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly what we need. And I would say that you are a fucking genius. I know. What have you put in your ears? Uh, really not put much in Same. my ears. Uh, let me let me pull it up. Um, I listened to a song today. <laughs> Literally the day we record this, I listened to a song. I was like, here's my listened. Uh, it was a track called Sense, Sense, Money, Money by a band called Blowout. Uh, it was a sort of fairly shortish femme vocal pop punk track. Uh, the vocals were quite low volume-wise in the mix and sort of shouted to compensate to sort of get them up above the guitars and the drums and everything. Um, about getting... It's a song about the singer getting hit on by a rich guy and trying to make it clear to him, like, hey, it, you are not my type. You you are you are an executive who is interested in climbing the corporate ladder and I would rather just have, have a nice easy life where I'm not chasing capitalism. Every minute of every day. No capitalism. Maybe it's maybe less capitalism to chase. Less capitalism. Yeah. What about you? What have you listened to this week? I'll be honest. I have listened to one thing repeatedly this week because I've been yeah. having a bad time with the mental health. Well, I mean, same. I didn't bring it up, but I've been doing the same. Uh, so mostly I've been sort of trying to self-soothe by listening to, like, smooth brown noise. Mm. Which is basically just smooth white noise. Yeah. Coloured, coloured, smooth coloured white noise, basically. It's yeah. hissing. It sounds a bit more like um, ocean waves crashing, mm. whereas white noise can be like a little bit harsh on the ears sometimes. Yeah. Especially with the type of headphones I've got. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I'm just going to put that on and just deal with it. I'm, I'm going to have my thoughts, but I'm not yeah. going to be adding anything additional to it. Yeah. There has been a lot of input this week. Yes, I I have been I've I've not been using like noise generators, but I've been like, let's find like one song that I know inside out and I like oh. and just loop that for the whole fucking week. Yeah. Like when I've been working, it has just been like uh, it's been maybe a rotation of like three or four tracks. It's been a couple of my chemical romance tracks and a couple of Dessa tracks that oh. I have just looped until I can loop them no more then go to the next one and loop that till I can loop it no more because yeah it's been a lot my my listen this week has been 
repetitive sensory sound to keep from anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's, been one of, it's just been one of those weeks. Sometimes there is a week where we don't listen to many things because... Ah. Need a bit of corn screaming. That's what we need. You go screaming the corn. We need to go corn screaming. <laughs> if only we had some corn. Uh, well, that's the listen segment because... You know, it's a short one this it, week. It is. There you go. We listened to some things. We did. Uh, well, then. Time, Time for this. this. Coming in this week's episode of Polypandram. Hello, Karen. Can I help you today? Yes, actually. I think there's something you need to be made aware of. Oh, uh, what? what's that? Well, your husband... Yes? ...has been sleeping around with half of the town. I... I've seen him separately I... kissing various people up and down the streets. I mean, which... There was which... Janet. Oh, yeah, Janet, oh, yeah. And Susan. Yeah. Tracy. Oh, yeah. Nancy. I mean, yeah, of course. And you're fine with this? I mean, we are one big polyamorous pansexual relationship. Um, As long as it's... We know who who's dating who, which... Those are all people who are in the relationship. It's all fine. Well... I also saw him kissing Marcus. Yeah? The the two of them are lovely together. They're adorable. But... The... the uh, Gosh, Sarah, the heterosexual monogamous ones are at it again. They're just the worst. I know, right? Anyway. <laughs> Hello, I'm welcome to our travel show where we review all the best places to go. Today we have gone to one of our most favourite places to travel to. The park. This is where Daddy takes us when we do walking the dog. There is lots of things to do at the park. There is the climbing frame. The climbing frame it is very big but there is bouncy floors so we don't get hurt if there is oh, a, a bubble. It's okay. And then there is the, the, the slide is very big and you go up many, 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 and then down. It's good because it's fun to go up. It's all exploring on the way up. And then when you come down, it's like very bushy. There is also a very big tree. It is the big tree. It is, it is at one side of the park and it is too big even for daddy to get his arms all the way around. This is a very, very, very big tree. Very big tree. Then that is the roly-poly hill, which we do roly-polies down. you got to make sure it is clean before you do roly-polies down the hill. Yes, because we have to make sure that spot or another dog has not been there first. And, 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 and there is a cafe, and that is the best part. That is the best place, because sometimes Daddy gets us ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. And, and if you are an explorer type tourist, you can go off the beaten path, and you will find the rope swing. It's a rope. It's a rope on on, on, on a, a tree. tree. Not as big as the big tree, but it's it's. I think it was put there by some bigger children, and it's very exciting to go whoosh over the rivery bit and not fall in. No, no, we no. have to be hard to not fall in. Mm-hmm. Never want to fall in. No. So that is our review of the park. The park is very. The park good. is very good. I like the park. Yeah, I like the park too. Thank you for watching our show. We'll see you again. Bye. Bye. Question time, it's time for questions. What's the questions? Uh, Future Fishy asks, favourite bug type Pokemon? 
so the one that I really like is one called Vervillian, um, which is a sort of butterfly-type Pokemon. Um, and depending on what region your copy of the game is from, it has different patterns on its wings. Um, so people trade the various different like countries' versions of Vervillian. Um, a lot of their patterns are very sort of glitchy. Um, uh, yeah, because usually with butterfly wings, you have lots of like circles... Uh, curves, those kind of things. But this is lots of like blocky squares of colour. Um, it kind of reminds me of the lesbian pride like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's just a bunch of different variations of Avilion, all with different kinds of wings. And I, 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 I like a poker. Yeah, see, there's there's lots of different oh, wow. ones. Yeah, they're very different, very different colours as well. Yeah, yeah, very different colours, very different patterns. There's what is it? It's five, It's about twenty different types. Wow. And I just really like this this Pokemon that has its many different colorings depending on where it came from. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really lovely idea. Everyone's had some Flutterbys. Yeah. Uh, I like. Uh, what's the little red spidery one? Is that a Spinarak? Uh, Spinarak. Yes. Spinarak. I like Spinarak. Yeah. I'm assuming that's Bug type. Yeah, it's Bug type. They don't have a separate Arachnid type. <laughs> the Nick Flair asks. Hi. Hi. Would you rather have a droid friend that has dog-like loyalty, or a magical animal that is mostly indifferent to you? I mean, we've already got a cat. <laughs> we could have a, a magical cat, I suppose. She is quite magical, though. Yeah. Um, I I like the idea of a of a of a loyal robot friend. Loyal, as long as it is that that's as far as the dog-like qualities go. Yeah, because honestly, like I I could go for something that like you know had the loyalty of a dog, but didn't you know slobber and smell and need cleaning up after and you know that wasn't a dog (laughs) didn't have the teeth and whatnot or had the teeth but was programmed not to use them on me yeah and would defend me from fascists i might get on better with the concept of dog if i could interact with robo dog robo dog robo this robo dog bites fascists (laughs) Mm -hmm. becky twohill hi becky hi uh guillotines for the modern era what features are desperately needed to ensure 100% of the death 100% of the time? Oh. I've had an answer to this since I was 12. What have you got? Oh, no, no, I want to hear your no, answer. No. That gives me time to think. Okay. So rather than using a cutting blade, yeah, a very, very flat bottom and a very flat and very heavy thing up top. So it's lifty, 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 drops down, complete brain destruction. So there's okay. no risk of we severed the head. The, we don't know if the brain is still in pain. Yes, the brain is literally mush, and there is nothing else it can do, and there is no okay. way that pain. So is your your guillotine would not behead; it would brain smush entirely, crush the the the, the entire there's, head. I don't have a better answer than that. That's that's a that is a fantastic answer. That just because we're gonna kill the bourgeoisie doesn't mean we need to do so in a, a needlessly torturous way. Yeah. Quick and... I mean, surely that's... As I understand it, that's yeah. why the guillotine was invented. Indeed, if we could improve that process. Yeah. yeah, your answer is good. There you go. It's a big, heavy, flat thing, landing on another big, heavy, flat thing. If you want to make it scary for the bourgeoisie, you make them face up. That That's all I've got on that. Ooh. Uh, Sapphire Sunset asks, How are you all? Uh... This week has been a lot. It has so particularly. It, it's been. It's been a lot. It's been. It's been a lot on the trans front. It's been a lot on many fronts. It's yeah. been a lot on the mental health front. It's been a lot on the the, the, the BLM protests. Yeah. Continue to to reveal just the absolute horror of the state yeah. of 
not only America, but like we we get now getting a lot more posts of like, hey, it isn't just an American problem. Here's the shit that goes down in Britain too. Yeah. Uh, and no one is fucking wearing masks day to day anymore. Oh. Or of any, just. I went out for, for my my one walk. In Your fact, one... this is the first time I've left the house in four days. So yeah. Uh, possibly longer than that, actually. But, um, yeah, I went out. I was the only person I saw in a mask. Yep. Lots of small gatherings of people. My neurodiverse mental health is in the shitter right now. Squad! Hey, Just five. about high-fived. Hey, we're white people. We're allowed to be bad at high-fives. I have no coordination. I'm also allowed to be bad at high-fives. <laughs> Um, all cops are bastards. Ask how are we holding up. I think we've covered that. Yeah, yeah. All cops are bastards, though. They are. Yeah. A cab. Slavic slenderverse hipster says I got the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality, and it has a metric fuck ton of games. Sorry, heck ton of games. Have you got it? Would you recommend anything from it? Not obvious choices like Nights in Night in the Wood, Pyre, or The Hex. I personally recommend Glitter Hearts. Ooh. Uh, Celeste, if you've not played it, is in there. Celeste, is cool. uh, Celeste is in there. It is a fantastic, like, difficult platformer about a girl climbing a mountain and also dealing with her mental health. But it also has like lots of different difficulty settings. Yes, it does. It has lots of things in there designed to help make the game more accessible to more people. It's a good game, and it doesn't limit your options of endings by using those things. Yep. Uh, we talked about Lena's Inception last week. Yep. Uh, really fun sort of sixteen-bit uh, Zelda Link to the Past style game. Mm-hmm. Um, Extreme Meat Punks. Uh, Extreme Meat Punks Forever. It is a visual novel that has a bunch of. Um, top-down mech combat uh, indie game sections and has a really cool, diverse, very queer cast. It's all about the plot, though. It's all about that plot. That plot is real good. I need to see what else is in that bundle right now. Uh, I believe I've just seen Speed Dating for Ghosts, I think is top left there. Yeah, if any of you have not played... Yeah. If any of you have not played Speed Dating for Ghosts, it is a short-form dating sim that has, like, nine potential characters to pursue. Um... You are all ghosts. You you go on speed dating. The catch is is that most of these ghosts, while they're there for dating, don't really need dating. They're just trying to find someone to help them, you know, work out how they want, you know, to share forever with and to not be alone while they try and work out what to do with this eternity of new time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some real interesting characters. Um, particularly one of my favourites is a character who does not realise they're dead until you mention it. And you then, your, your speed dating experience is helping them try and very quickly come to terms with, yeah, you're dead. Um, real interesting little visual novel. Um, minutes in there, I believe. Yeah, minute, really minutes game. in there. Um, Zelda-style game played entirely in 60-second bursts. Mm-hmm. Let, let me have a look quickly at what's in the bundle. Because they've added so much new stuff to it. Yes. I haven't really had a chance to look at it. Because I got sucked in. Oh, uh, what is that uh, game that Comrade was talking a few weeks ago? Um, Oxygen Not Included? No, um, the one that only released like a month ago and is already in the bundle. The uh, Tonight We Riot? Tonight We Riot. Tonight We Riot is fantastic. Um, if, that game is very new and it's about five hours long and it's a sort of Pikmin-esque side-scrolling beat-em-up about tearing down the system and it's, it is good, good, good. Mm-hmm. There you go, there's some recommendations. Yay! Uh, Liam Hayes asks, what's your favourite condiment and why is it red- reggae reggae sauce? I don't know if reggae reggae is vegan. But I the few times know- I've had it, I really enjoy I it. I don't know if I've ever had it. It's sort of like Worcestershire sauce and uh, ketchup. Okay. It's lovely. 
Okay. It's very spicy. I'm I'm just a plain old ketchup gal. I I just like a ketchup gal. I just like a good solid ketchup. <laughs> just cut it up and chew. No, no. <laughs> not that solid. I I like a reliable, high quality ketchup. Mm-hmm. You used to say you'd eat any ketchup. I mean, I will eat any She's ketchup. Become a fancy ketchup last. Okay, okay. Recent... I will eat any ketchup. <laughs> I have ketchup preferences. <sighs> You told me this. I do. I do shopping and stuff. I, I've, I've, in a world that has gotten a lot recently, I have become a ketchup snob. Here's, here's the thing: for many, many years, I was like, yeah, any ketchup's fine. Any ketchup's fine. And as soon as the world went to shit, my mental health was in the toilet. I was like, I want the fancy shop. Treat myself to the fancy shop. The fancy shop's nice. I need fancy. I can shop. control the fancy shop. Yeah, you can. I'm so sorry. He's okay. I'm sorry. Ah, I hit my keyboard. I'm sorry the world's a lot. I love you. I'm sorry the world's a lot too. I love you too. Ah. Back to the corn screaming. Kingping asks, why is my computer not working? I don't know. Have you tried turning it off and on again? It legitimately fixes a lot of issues. Oh, and question two. You can change one person's personality, part or whole. Who would you change? In what way and why? Hmm, who is the most destructive person? I mean, numbers-wise, I think the most destructive person is probably Trump. Yeah. I'd stop him being a bigot so that he'd stop hurting people. Yeah, the answer, I think, no matter who your answer actually is, boils down to world leader so they stop being bad. Oh, the the Brazilian guy? Bellas? Um, um, Bola something? uh, Bolsonaro? I I can't remember. Bolsonaro, I think? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did, I'm going to destroy, like, un- uncontacted Amazon tribes because yeah. logging is money. <sighs> and and if I had three, obviously, I'd add Bojo to the list. Yeah, stick put, put Putin on the list. I mean, Putin definitely needs to be on the list. Um, mm-hmm. We'll play spin it's the a... bottle with those four and see which one we fix. Yeah, we, we, if we can only fix one of them. Uh, we'll we'll stop them being quite so destructive to the world and the people that live in it. Yeah. Uh, oh god. Oh god. Why? Hades Nelly asks, "How can things possibly get worse?" I don't want to tempt fate by answering this question. Uh, I, I have depression, and the number of answers that have come oh, into my head. Yes. Yeah, no, I have those answers. <laughs> I don't want to verbalise them because if I do that, the universe will hear and it will do the things. Uh, Don't put them out into the world. Alternate question: Who is your favourite actress that you think most of your audience won't have heard of? Oh, tough question. Um, I mean, I don't know who people have heard of. Yeah. Um. And also, I'm always a bit nervous to recommend to people because I don't know what they've said in the past in time. Yeah. And I don't have time right now to Google them. If I had to pick one that's a bit sort of like. Obscure, I'd probably go with Laurie Petty. Oh, yeah. she was Tank Girl. Yeah, and she was in that one episode of Voyager. She was in that one episode of Voyager. She, she was, was in very good. A in... few episodes of Orange is the New Black. She yeah, was in three, I think. Yeah, she was very, very good in those. Mm-hmm. Yes, a, quite a tragic tale about why she wasn't in Hollywood for yeah. a very long time. Yeah, which would explain a lot of people not not knowing her. Indeed. I don't know what happened in chat, but apparently there's something about sacrificing small rocks to lava pits. Oh gosh, is no. that is that the stage of trying to fix the world we're at? Is just offering rocks to the lava god? I get, I guess so. 
<laughs> Omicron oh the Sane asks, what tune or song would be improved by replacing all the instruments with Tesla coils? So I guess it's something I don't want to hear the lyrics to. Megalovania. I think I've heard that played on Tesla coils. I mean, I imagine it probably exists. I've not heard it, and I think it would be interesting, probably. So zap, 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 zap. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. Megalovania is a cool Yeah. Uh, someone asked, my phone screen protect- protector tempered glass is slightly out of line with my screen, cutting off about 15 pixels on the edge. Is it worth unsticking it and trying to rely? No, it isn't. <laughs> it really isn't. As, as someone who has attempted to realign a temp- tempered glass thing, just you're going to have to replace it and live with it until it, it needs... Until you can't live with it anymore. Yeah... I mean, there's always some nightmare. And given the fact that, like, my last three tempered glass ones have cracked, or at least got some tiny crack in them within about a week of changing the glass, I now tend to just leave them a little bit broken. Yeah. I know you shouldn't, because apparently sometimes that can actually mean it cracks specifically in that place. If it's going (sighs) to crack the screen. Yeah. There we go. That's all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How you, uh, how you been? Oh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You been uh, up to much? Ah, you know, surviving, surviving. Yeah, but... I've, uh, not, not been doing, uh, I've not been feeling terribly social, though. I've no. Been, been a little bit insular recently, you know. Uh, you know how it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, it's, it's been a lot lately, and uh, it doesn't help that some people are starting to treat it that the lockdown has lifted, and yeah, yeah, sort of going, "Hey, we should hang out soon." And it's like, "Well, I love you, but I, I'm very I, much bracing to be inside for the remainder of the year at this point." Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I don't have to, you know, quit this until probably spring. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot, and you know. I've I've had waves while this has all been going on of like you know sometimes being like oh yeah I'll do lots of virtual socialising I'll keep up with how many friends are doing and whatnot yeah. but um we're struggling with that a bit this week because yeah. you know it's that social energy uh, it's hard to maintain yeah in, and I think in times like this the, the, also I think the fact that it's been used less generally yeah. has, has has sort of lessened that even oh further. gosh yeah no I I uh, I've been I've been finding myself being less and less word based communicative over the weeks just because I'm not flexing that on a regular basis, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm feeling a bit more insular and you know that's having an effect on how I be. Yeah, you know, I I remember saying at the beginning of all this that I was a bit concerned about you know how I was going to be dealing with with getting back to yeah you know, any yeah. sense of normality. And I think the longer this goes on, the more I do feel like I am falling into a, you know, I've, I've always been someone who struggles, you know, in a yeah. social environment. So, you know, the idea that I've been up to potentially a year of this, yeah, uh, you know, and, and trying to do like proper social interaction again, I think that's going to be quite difficult. Definitely. Like I've, I've had spells where I've just not really felt very verbal even because it's just, you know just a, a lot happening and you know yeah, yeah it's yeah. what it is and uh, you know when when the lockdown was first starting I saw a lot of these sentiments online that were basically like oh see we pay attention to which friends you know keep in touch with you during this because they're your real ones it's like now it's not the time to be testing no. people exactly bollocks to that because you know 
there are a thousand and one reasons that someone in your life might not be up to social uh, interaction right now. You know, it's, Absolutely. it is an awful lot going on and this is not the moment to go, oh, well, you're not paying me enough attention. You're clearly not my friend. No, this is a very, you know, unusual situation and you've got to make allowances for people's mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, we've had... Initially, there was a, that big rush of people who were like, I've never had to deal with this sort of thing before. You, you're you the depressed one. Yeah. How do you cope? Um, yeah. and, and I think at the beginning, there was there was a degree of being able to manage that. Yeah. And now it's like, it's, it's just going on and on. I'm still getting people going, you know, oh, my mental health has been really bad recently. Do you yeah. have any advice? I mean, the, the problem is, is even, you know, my longer depressive spells usually don't last as long as this has been going on. Usually there are spells of things lifting. Yeah. You know, this is a long time for a sustained, this is a lot. Yes. Yes, it is. It's, and, you know, it's a huge amount of stress and it doesn't help that, you know, the the government seem to just be piling more and more and more stuff on yeah. them. Um, you know, with the recent protests, which I am 100% behind and supporting. Oh, God, yeah. But, like, just the, the news that that kicks out is so much to deal with day on day. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I hope that change will come. And I hope yeah. that, uh, with regards to, you know, with the trans issues that have been brought up recently, that, that change will come from that yeah. as well. And people will not remain quiet. But uh, more than anything else, I think, you know, people need to... Uh, Checking on their own mental health and and do whatever they can as much as possible. Yeah, you know it's it's a lot and resources generally are stretched pretty thin right now. Yeah. <sighs> Basically, don't hold your friends, you know, to a, a, a ludicrous standard right now if they're not no. up to being social and you know look after your friends if you can. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have the energy in you, do you know check in on on people, especially if they are normally people that are you know, quite loud and rambunctious and very sociable yeah. because it's a very difficult time for them. They are so far out of their comfort zone. Like, yeah. And even the people that this is relatively their comfort zone, it's it prolongs to such a degree that, you know, in many ways it's uh, not good. Yeah. Virtual uh, love. Virtual love. <sighs> Ah, good old mate. Good, good old, good old. Right, I think I am going to pop the kettle on. I think I'm going to do so as well. We should have a cup of tea. Yeah, certainly have cups of tea. Indeed. So, Laura? Yes? Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Uh, you can find me in Laura K. Buzz in all the places. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Monday, Wednesday and Fridays on Twitch in the evenings. Uh, YouTube, check out Accessibility, which is a series that goes up every Friday. Um talking about accessibility and representation in the games industry. The most recent episode that went up will have been about The Last of Us 2 and its many, many accessibility options. Go check that video out for a real good in-depth look at what that game's doing. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash laurakbuzz, that's what pays the bills. Uh, as little as a dollar a month means that I can keep doing this as my full-time job. And doing things like paying Justin to edit uh, accessibility so it looks all swish. You can find everything I write, be it freelance features, written articles, everything on laurakbuzz.com. 
You can hear all of my articles in audio form on Laura, the Laura K Buzz podcast, where I just read out all my articles if you would rather hear them read to you a couple of times a week. Um, there's a bunch of books. I do books. There is uh, Uncomfortable Labels, which is out now. It's a book about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. You can get that where books are sold, or it's an audio book on laurakbuzzstore.com. You can also uh, pre-order Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is coming out on February 4th, 2020, because Virus done slowed it down. It is a silly and serious coffee table book of video game character butt reviews with a bunch of uh, illustrations and guest reviews and developer interviews. And there's another book that's being announced at the end of this month, probably, that if you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen cover art mock-ups for. Ooh. Also, I do podcasts. Uh, I'm on Pixel Square, where I talk about video game character pornography. I'm on uh, Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. I am on uh, Dice Funk, uh, which is a Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast. Every season's a self-contained story. I am on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. And there's another podcast I'm on. Do you want to tell people about that one, Jane? Because you You're DM that polyamory. one. I'm on Polyarmory. I'm on Polyarmory, which is 5th edition real play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. It's an evil campaign, so morally questionable things happen. In oh. our last play session... Hmm. 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 I'm very much looking forward to people getting to episode 20. The... Boy! The, the, the scale of destruction <sighs> we wrought was... Uh, <laughs> I also love that there was a question of, will Jane let us do this? Do it. Do it. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Um, I'm Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I'm on Twitch uh, as Janiac. You can... Uh, I stream Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, Thursdays about 8 o'clock. Tuesdays whatever time we finish recording Grown Pleasant Strangers. So usually about 9.30, 10 o'clock p.m. And... I think that's the most important. Oh, my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Don't Monkey Radio. That's a good one. It's got... Uh, that's where, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support me to do keep doing these things and help me explain to myself why I work a 70-hour week. And... Uh, for for as little as $10 a month, you can get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It usually goes up on a Wednesday. <gasps> well... Uh, I think that's pretty much all of them. Really, if you want to find me, streamerlinks.com slash Janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. All of your links are in one all place. All of my links are in one place now. You can find my t-shirts and my blog and all the other stuff. Heck. Heck. It's nice to have that little handy thing. Laura. Yeah. Sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Be a stranger.